Hey, 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 this is Mr. Todd. This is Stories and Solutions. I have a part two with Gustavo. He's uh, my fellow Kalmanson and Kalmanson comrade uh, back in the day, which wasn't that long ago. But uh, we have some interesting takes on Kanye and Kyrie and uh, some rapid fire questions and just some other, you know, conversation. Check it out. Say if I was talking, you know, like, you know, like he's catching a lot of heat right now. But if Kanye, it's like, it's like, dude, what is your, like, I'm not going to sit here and start saying, yo, dude, you can wrong. You're like crazy. I'm not going to sit here and say that to him, you know, no, but I'm going to be a, like, he has a right to an opinion. You, you know, we all do, which I'd sit down and be like, what, what started this? Cause you did not wake up one day and you were like the Jewish people. No, like what happened? What has triggered you to go down this route and stick to your guns? Mm-hmm. What what led to that, dude? Like, I mean, Money. like, you know, I mean, like, who did you wrong? You know, um, you know, like I, I would have sat down with Kyrie and be like, hey, man, you know, like I'm not dehumanizing you or anything like that. I'm just asking questions as to why did you feel that it was okay to retweet something from Alex Jones? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, yeah. Um like i get you because i'm okay i have it on the on another side of it like i think because i'm black i get right that people expect me to side with kanye and uh Kyrie, but i actually feel like this everybody's entitled to their opinion i think kanye was wrong as far as the delivery right i don't think he should have said it in the way he said it i knew what he was trying to say Death con three yeah, I think I think even if you like how they say like uh bad boys move in silence. So to me, even if I'm gonna go DEFCON three, I'm not gonna let you know. Number right. one. And then number two, the 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 level that he's at, you don't have to do any dirty work. <laughs> you you can hire a whole organization to do your dirty work and nobody would know right. shit. So for my brain, I was like, for this guy to be doing this and risking his livelihood, either he's having a bipolar episode, which is why I didn't pay attention to him, right? Or and and pray for him actually. Or I'm thinking this dude, somebody like really screwed him. That that like he's in business with, and that's when I was like, okay, again coming from the music side, I know. <laughs> who runs these industries and yeah. i don't like being in company with people that feel that they can tell tell you anyone you offended me but if i if you offended me back oh no you were offended because of the sect that you're in right versus versus when i sit there i'm like wait a second we're not in jerusalem we didn't do this to you so whatever your offense is has nothing to do with what you did like if you if if you're jewish and you rape my kid and i go after you people are going to come out to me and say oh i'm anti-semitic and just dismiss what the person did no they're going to be like wait what did that person do and it's the same thing if i came out if i was kanye and said i have these signed contracts these people decided to take these contracts and finagle whatever it is and they're taking my money they're taking my uh intellectual property whatever you know whatever he wants to be fighting about i get it but there's a way that if if they like you should be intelligent enough to say if they were able to do this quietly to piss you off you should be able to get them back quietly right you know that's just the way i get and yeah. with, you know what I mean? And with Kyrie, I think it was bullshit because regardless, I don't care if I if people agree with him or not, how is it a crime to tweet something and not go after the people that did it? Like, it, like you're right. fighting, you're, you know what I mean? You're going after a, a that's like me saying, I tweeted a, a, a R. Kelly song. Now all of a sudden I get canceled because everybody's like, mm-hmm. oh, you like this fucking right. guy. He did, da, 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 da. what the does that have to do with, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it came from the the situation. It didn't come from me. I just tweeted something. 
Yeah. And that and that should not require me to give a half a million dollars when again, if if a Jewish company can make a, a movie about black people and know nothing about their culture and don't have them in as advisors, nothing, but you're gonna reap the the benefits from that culture because you distribute and you produce, to me that's offensive, but they're going to say, oh, I can do that. And if you don't like it, you're anti-Semitic. But it never goes the other way around. And right. to me, I just, that's why I don't like what's going on because I know people aren't going to like what I'm saying, but it's just a reverse of Hitler. It's like you, it's like you're making people hate this person and assassinate this person on air through the media and not have the facts. And then just yeah. say you're in America and people are just like throwing you know, you're divided. It's like you're dividing this country even more. And it's all over something that those people should have been able to sit down and have a conversation. And that would have been it. Right. It was um, Dave Chappelle, actually. I like, I don't know if you saw his monologue. Did you see Dave Chappelle's monologue? No. So when we we're, we're, hang we're up on here, man, dude, dude, I implore you, please watch Dave Chappelle's monologue from Saturday Night Live last night. It was one of the most flawless things I've ever heard. And he talks about how Kanye screwed up. And he was like, Kanye got in so much trouble that Kyrie got in trouble. Mm. The thing with Kyrie was that, do I agree with the whole, like, you've got to complete these six steps? No, I don't. Dude. I did not agree yeah, with that's that. That's crazy. But the thing that I was looking at Kyrie, and, and it brought to light a lot of things. Brought to light a lot of things from Stephen A. Smith and all these people were like, look, Kyrie wanted to become very intelligent dude dude only spent one like one year at duke and let's be real he was there for basketball you got it so they were like when he came into the nba he wanted to learn he knew that he was this big person now within the nba he was he was skyrocketing to become a superstar so he wanted to be in, you know enlightened in many ways and they were like the like the problem with Kyrie was is that along the way he started feeling that his that his intellectuality gave him the right to look down on people that didn't share the same way. Like he'd come out and he'd be like, the earth is flat. And anyone that doesn't think so is dumb, you know, and yeah. things like that. And the thing with when it first happened, when he first tweeted that out there, it's I remember watching the postgame presser and they asked him about it. And the guy asked him a simple question. He's like, he's like, why did you feel the need to promote a film that says the Holocaust didn't happen? And Kyrie got incredibly defensive and he started using the words like, don't dehumanize me. I am who I am. I am what I am and everything like that. And he kept on saying those words. And it's like, to me, I mean, you know, I'm not Kyrie and everything. I mean, you know, he's, he's an incredible, you know, um, he's not only an incredible athlete, he's an incredible philanthropic person, dude. He bought George yeah, Floyd's family tell. a house, you know, you know, he bought the Floyd family a house in Minneapolis. You know, he sent countless kids to college for free. You know, he donated a million and a half to the WNBA during the COVID pandemic. You know, he's an incredible dude. He really is. So that's why I was like, bro, you're kind of like, you're like, you're this an amazing guy. But like, to me, I was sitting there and I'm like, why, why couldn't you figure out another way to say, I am who I am and I am what I am don't dehumanize me it's like the guy was asking you to me personally he was asking him a straight up question like why, why did like, you why did you tweet it yeah like why did you tweet it and his yeah. response was don't dehumanize me i'm like i would just say to educate just say it's to like, educate people yeah like you know like he like that answer right there it would have garnered me to be like to educate me well may like maybe i should watch this thing right exactly to be like oh like to educate people, well, what what do I need to be educated on? Because just because I'm not black or Jewish doesn't mean that I want to know that like that I'm not going to want to know about your culture. Or that dude, we right. live in Los Angeles. Come on now, like both of those communities are very large in Los Angeles. Right. And I like to know about a lot of things. One of my greatest heroes, in fact, I think he's my greatest hero, was Muhammad Ali. When Muhammad Same. Ali passed away, and I don't know if you remember this, when he passed away at his viewing, at his wake. He had representatives of the Jewish community, the Mormon, the Catholic, right. the, you know, the Muslim. He had he had all the leaders of all those ways of faith there. Yeah, because 
he was that much of a lover and that bled into me dude i grew up in mesa arizona mesa arizona is one of the largest it's the largest mormon community in the world outside of salt lake city oh i I was gonna say utah i grew up with a lot of racism a lot of you're brown you're catholic you don't belong here we don't want you so in god bless me because instead of me turning around and being like i hate everyone fuck everyone I'm proud to be Mexican and Mexican only's exist to me. No, I was like, I want to be loved. So in return, I'm going to want to love everybody else. Same thing. You know, so I never came out and was like, you know, Kyrie's a Canadian, Kyrie's a moron. No, I was like, why, what is keeping him to just being like, look, man, dude, I saw this thing. I found it to be rather educational because of this, because of that. But for him to just stand there was like, I am who I am. Don't dehumanize me. I'm like, your intelligence, you're so intelligent right now that you're coming off as arrogant. Yeah. Like, like and you can't, you're not, you're not at my level to ask that question. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, you know, you realize that because there's a lot of people out there that will literally do they're calling Kanye God and Jesus and, you know, a genius yeah, and all Jesus. this and that shit. He's not none of those things. No, he's just he's just passionate about what he's saying. But I don't I don't see him to be like he has information that the that the lay person doesn't have, so it makes him seem more yeah. intelligent, right? But right. if he was, he would deliver it better. Yeah, and and so it's one of these things of where it's like, you know, if there's a lot of people, a lot of youth in this country that do they pay attention to you man they listen to you like you you want to talk about you know oh i'm doing this i'm you know i'm bettering myself i'm bettering this and bettering that it's like the thing about kanye is that kanye has been you know doing his own thing like that for a long time but Kyrie, it was kind of a shock to me because Kyrie has never been in a bad space yeah, they talk about him being a bad teammate or whatever. You know, he ditched everybody in Boston. And when he doesn't like it his way, he you know he takes off like he did in Cleveland, whatever. But I don't judge who you are as an athlete as you are off the field or off the court. Yeah, because one is com- competition and the other one is, you know, yeah. who you're supposed to be. Yes. And so I was kind of surprised for Kyrie. Like, that's why I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like when he was like snapping at everybody, when they came at him for posting that i'm like what dude like just come out and talk about it man yeah talk about it but it's like he felt that he didn't need to he felt that oh like there's no reason for me to to explain myself i don't have to explain myself you're right you don't have to explain yourself but you know bro you live in brooklyn dude you play in brooklyn (laughs) brooklyn is the largest jewish community in new york yeah yeah you know, yeah. you posted a film that said the Holocaust didn't happen. You're going to piss a few people off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, so it's like, dude, come out and talk. Like, um, who was it? De- Deshaun Jackson. He came out, I think it was a few years ago, and he said something that was offensive to the Jewish community. What did he do? He wanted to learn how was it offensive. He went down and he sat down with a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson never got suspended. He didn't get fined. Right. He didn't get anything. He just went and talked with someone. Case closed, over and done with. Now, let me ask you something, because this yep. is the, the the point of view I try to take. I get when people say, well, I don't get the Holocaust didn't happen because it obviously did. But right. I think what I think what people, my gripe is this. Why is this one community always like put above all the others for suffering? And not because I'm black, but if you just take history in itself. 400 400 years versus one time if you say 1 million people and this is the reason why i'm saying this yeah because the holocaust everybody keeps thinking it's just jews but it was gays there were chinese Chinese, there were blacks there were gypsies Mm -hmm. right so so my my issue is still happening until this day by the way thank you and that's my problem it's like, that's why I'm saying there's this ongoing suffering for all these other ones, whereas this particular section of them prospered because of it. Right. right? So you brought up something interesting. You brought up four, like 400 years, right? About mm-hmm. 400 years of just the absolute most disgraceful 
probably human acts on earth in the history of the world. Kanye a few years ago said that slavery was a choice. Right. Those people had the choice to become slaves. And he made that mistake. And I'm and I'm calling it a mistake. He made that mistake of saying that on uh, TMZ, which I'm glad that they recorded that interaction that he had with some black dude that was at TMZ. And yeah, he, he went off on him. He went off on it. Yeah, Van Lathan. So thing that I say about that is, is that because so my brother-in-law's black. So my yeah, brother-in-law's black. Told me. And when this happened, when this new thing happened with like with Kanye, he said it. He goes, Kanye's been trading the black community like shit for years and nobody's ever said anything. Mm-hmm. And he went back to we should have put him in his place when he said that shit about how slavery was a choice because yeah. slavery was not a choice. It's not a choice. But if I was a slave, I'd have been dead because I see oh, yeah. the way the way I think is like this. And I understand you can say, oh, well, back then you don't know what you would have done. But here's what yeah. I do know. If somebody is raping my my lady and they think you're you're scum of the earth, they think you're an animal, why yeah. would you want to have a child with that person? So then you have a child with that person. That person is now a slave, right? Mm-hmm. So that makes you barbaric. Whereas they're calling those people barbarians and, and imbeciles and what have you. And mm-hmm. to me... When I look at it like that, to be to be treating somebody the way they are, and then they're cooking for you, they're taking care of your kids, they're shaving you, therefore, in that respect, it's a choice not to slit that dude's throat when you're shaving him. It's a choice yeah. not to poison that fucker slowly. It's a choice not to you see what I'm saying? Like you like the end the end game of being a slave is what? Death. So yeah. to me, if 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 I'm killing myself, they have nobody. Right. Right. So I I would go there if somebody was saying, well, slavery is a choice. Because if I was going to be a sex slave, I'd probably kill myself, right? So that I, I'm not going to be one. But, you know, again, when you're in that situation, you know survival. You're trying to survive. And you're yeah. trying to hope that, you know, we shall overcome or whatever it may be. But I still say this. Martin Luther King, when he when he had that economic uh, boycott speech, that got him killed. When Malcolm X actually came back from the Mecca and said, we should be getting along with everybody and be peaceful, that got him killed. I think uh, even Michael Jackson going up against the industry and saying, I own half of Sony and they don't like me. <laughs> and they're, you know what I mean? And they did yep. XYZ. There's these behind the scenes unspoken rules that Fred, Fred Hampton exactly you see what I'm saying so yeah. so when I start seeing there's too many coincidences even John Lennon was a threat to peace to to have peace and then all of a sudden this looney tune that wasn't a plant it just happens to kill him yeah well you actually kind of like make that person stronger and 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 then to me if it really wasn't a conspiracy, why does it keep happening? JFK, same thing. He said there shouldn't be any secret societies dead. You know what I mean? So when I hear Kanye, I'm looking at Kanye as, oh, he's going to end up dead too because you're kind of, even Tupac, <laughs> he was talking about Kill Kill Illuminati. That's his album, right? Kill yeah. Illuminati. So there is a, there's something there. And, you know, I won't say it on air, but I mean, there's something there that I think is there. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? But 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 yeah. that's exactly my point. If I was in Kanye's position, I wouldn't have been saying shit on TV. <laughs> there would have been just. Bro, I'm telling you, man, dude, you got to listen to Dave Chappelle yesterday because he touched on I will. This, he I touched will. on this. He touched on all of this, man. Um, uh, you know, like he he brought it out. He um do a little spoiler alert he comes out and he goes he like he pulls out a piece of paper he goes i have got a statement i want to read here and he goes um i support all my jewish brothers and sisters i'm not anti-semitic i love all cultures and all ways of faith and i like he said something else and he pulls it back and he goes and that kanye is how you buy yourself some time nice and and it's like everybody starts laughing and clapping and everything and 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 like he Dave Chappelle last night 
to me with that monologue. Like, even though I didn't need it to be, but Dave Chappelle does this, man. He will like disappear for a little bit. Yeah. And then he comes out with something and it's like, dude, it's like, you are literally, I think he's like the goat. He's, I mean, if not, you know, him and Richard Pryor literally are. Yeah, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor spoke his mind and the truth. Yeah. I, I think so. But like, I'm telling you, dude, like last night, man, like him, and it was a 15 minute monologue, which is a little longer than usual. Cause I think there, he said that they're only like usually like 10 minutes, but, but they give him 15 minutes and it was like, dude, Chappelle, man, he put it so Winning. eloquent, so perfectly worded and everything. And I'm like, this dude just knows how to, he like, he knows how to be funny, but yet at the same time, delivering such a passionate, like open your eyes type of speech. Yeah. Yeah. Because because I think he speaks as a huge like so oh, okay there so when you said Kyrie acted like he's up here and he's talking down at you yeah I think Chappelle relates things to people a because he's a comedian so you know it's it's in a funny sort of way but even yes. when he even when he's telling the truth you don't take it as serious as the truth because you know he's a comedian so when he's right. speaking the truth it's like you sit there and like well he ain't lying yeah not and, lying at all right so 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 when you do have these like stupid disclaimers of like you know like i can put out something talking about michael jackson and then i have to put out a thing that says uh for educational purposes only right right, right? but if you say any disparaging remarks you still have to show the balanced side right that's that's how you get people to not hate on you but right. Yeah, Kanye, I think was he's drinking his own juice at one point. But then again, like I said, that dude's bipolar. You don't know what what they're juicing him up with, you, right? You know, we don't know. We only know what they're showing us, and you know this better than anyone. There's editing, so you don't know how creative they are with the editing. What they want you, I don't know if you remember this, but Michael Jackson did an interview with that guy, um, Martin Bashir. And that's what got him brought up on the charges the second time. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm talking about, like that, like that was when they were in Vegas and he's walking around and he's like buying all sorts of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, Maury Povich brought out. Um, it was called the footage you weren't supposed to see, and Michael had his own videographer throughout the whole thing. They released that, and Michael showed that. Yeah, it looks like I'm buying all this stuff in, in these stores and I look crazy because I'm buying all this stuff. What you guys don't know is I returned it all the next day. It's for show. Oh, wow. You see? And I then, yeah. And then he was like talking about like how Martin Bashir was saying all these things and then he was saying all these things, but then they showed the behind the scenes and he has his bottle in his hand and it's vodka. He says it's water, but you can tell he's like, you know, messed up. But, yeah. But you can see martin bashir from michael's footage praising him and saying how you how he you know helped this kid with cancer and how he's never seen him do anything bad and everything that he talked about he contradicted himself behind the scenes and i think that's kind of what the Kyrie the there's a narrative there and that narrative is to push hate in my opinion the media it's to push, to push division and hate and judgment. And, and this is, oh, well, dude, I mean, that's like the media's number one priority, man. I mean, come on now. I mean, like they were licking their chops at the midterms. Right. See, there's you know? another crazy thing. You, you, you have these midterms, you have these people, look, it costs $2 billion to end uh, homelessness in, in United States. They said 2 billion. Right. These people, these politicians, spend billions to lie talk shit put out ads for a certain amount of time but and say we want to make a change get in an office and say well there's too much red tape we couldn't end the homelessness yeah you could have you could have took two billion out of that stupid campaign that you guys lied about and taken care of it yep you see so yep. that's, that's why, why people get upset when i talk about politics because it's like it's like no you know like because like my sister they're like a democrat they're like they're this they're that you know they're like 
they hate Republicans. My like my sister was like, I will never vote for anybody that has an R next to the name. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> all right, that's cool and everything. I was Even like, if they're fun, good. Fun little fact. I was like, you know, you want to know which political party was behind the Ku Klux Klan? Democrats. The Democratic Party. And she was like, well, I mean, I'm a, like, she was like, well, I mean, like, that was like, you know, that was like a long time ago. And I'm like, I'm still blowing your theory out of the water here right now with this one. I was all like, I was like, dude, it's like, you're literally fighting over which poison is going to take the longest time to kill you. Yes. It's like, you know, it's simple as that. That's why I'm, dude, I'm a registered independent, Same registered here. independent. Same I'm not going to be bought, dude. I'm not going to be bought or anything like that, you know? So it's one of these things of where it's like, you know, what's going to come down is that people are going to, you know, not want to be the bullshit anymore. Dude, I'll, it took a little longer for me to realize that politics was a bunch of bullshit and it didn't hit me till 2016. So I was working at Warner Brothers. I was Ellen's stage officer. So I was, when she was on stage, I was always 10 feet from her, from her left. Like, so when you're looking at the screen mm. and she's sitting there, I was always 10 feet to the right. Oh, okay. Yeah. At all times, I was 10 That's feet. Dope. Yeah. So Hillary Clinton's running for president. She's the Democratic nominee, the whole nine yards. This is during her presidential run. Uh, so she comes out and of course Trump's running and you know Trump's an evil guy and Trump's this Trump's that Hillary Clinton comes on and Hillary Clinton is Ellen's number one best friend mm. and I'm sitting there you know stone-faced I'm not you know I'm not smiling I'm not you know doing anything like that I'm doing my job right I'm doing a job but inside I'm like huh it wasn't but eight years ago that you voted to say that Ellen couldn't marry her wife. Right. And now look at you. You are That's now running good. for president and now you need the gay vote and now you need, you know, you know, the liberal housewife vote of America. And now you're here being best buddies with Ellen. So I, I at that moment, I'm all like, you're just full of shit. They all are. <laughs> so, so I was like, I was like, you know what, dude, whatever. And, and swear to God, that presidential election, I voted for myself. Hey, that's pretty funny. I put my name down for the mayor. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I could dude, do a I better job. For myself, I put my name down. I went to go vote that night. Me and my ex-girlfriend, we went to go vote. And I, because there were like a lot of local ballots that I wanted to make sure that, you know, that I had my say in. But uh, when it came to president, literally, Gustavo Montes. And I was going to take a picture of it, but I was afraid that somebody was going to see me and throw away my ballot. Oh, uh yeah well, because like yeah because then yeah you're tampering yeah because now i'm tampering i'm like oh dude i I, mean, I like i mean like i had i not cared about the props or whatever else i voted for i would have taken a picture but i but there were some things that i really wanted to pass here within the state so i was all like hell yeah man i want these to pass but i was like damn it i really want to get a picture of this how how many times am i going to be able to have my <laughs> name next to you know you know i'm president but no man you know i mean the you know the older that i get it's it's you know it's crazy you know like right now you know we have the mayor race here going on in la and it's like you know los angeles is in the worst shape i've ever seen it in yeah um uh i love this city to death i grew up loving this city i'm never gonna stop loving this city um but los angeles right now it's like uh it's like that relative that you it's always fucking up and you know it's like you know you're still gonna love them regardless of what they're doing with their life but it's like yo dude you need some real help right now man yeah and i don't know how you're gonna get it i hope you get it i pray you get it i don't know if either one of the candidates are suitable to give them the help it so desperately needs i think um, they're selfish i the only thing that i knew about karen bass what she did in office was that she helped change the name of a post office uh that's all like i'm not trying to be a dick, dude i'm not trying to be a no dick, i think it's right? funny because it's i didn't know who she was but when yeah. i looked her up i wasn't impressed yeah i mean like that's just the way it is dude like i'm just like like, I'm like yeah city. she's a single mom from south central cool great but i'm like dude you're not like 30 years old you 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 haven't been that struggling single mom for almost 40 years yeah, no, I get you. I get so you. So it's like, what have you done? You know, like, you know what I mean? Like Rick Caruso, yeah, you, you, you know, you built a lot of great things. Hey, they, like, thanks for the Grove. Thanks for mm -hmm. Americana. 
you know, thanks for the, you know, the village and the Palisades. But it's still for profit. Right. So it's like, it's like, you know, other than sending a bunch of Mexican kids from East LA to USC for free, what have you done for the city, bro? Yeah, no, for, for him, because he had, remember Reardon, Richard Reardon? Yeah. He was, right. So he had that place, uh, that restaurant right by uh, Staples or Crypto now. Um, the Staples, pan pantry or something? The the pantry? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Right. So like with him, I was able to say, okay, he would feed the homeless. Right. Like he, on Sundays, I think it was. So at, at least there's a positive. I didn't like him either, but there was something positive. Yeah, I don't... Um, I don't like politics at all. Uh, I just just don't. But uh, I'm going to move over from that one because I have a really interesting question. Yeah, what's up? I saw you uh, with uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. So, oh, he, God. He, he was like one of my... Okay, so my heroes are uh, Muhammad Ali and Bruce Lee. I'm kind of like... Yeah. I flip-flop on that. Sugar Ray Leonard made me see that you can be a small guy still powerful quick and box and like get in and get out yeah bruce lee was smaller faster mm -hmm. and more powerful but he was always that kind that didn't he didn't like have to be like tough you know right he could just be quiet so that was cool muhammad ali liked to talk but i know that's for show but he to me outside of that like how you said with Kyrie outside of the the ring he was a bigger man oh yeah you know mm -hmm. so yeah so when you when you met uh sugar ray what was that like so um every year i do private security work for a guy who um for this for this famous comedian uh and he has a charity event every year uh and he throws a big golf tournament so uh, it, it like it's a Sunday Monday thing. So Sunday he throws a nice big gala dinner, and everything brings people out, um, and everything like that. Have a good time. Um, then Monday it's an all day golf tournament. It's an all day golf tournament, um, and uh, this guy brings out all of his friends, and they're all a listers. Man, Sam Jackson, Joe Pesci, Don Cheadle, um, you know Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley um shit one year bruce or caitlin general caitlin general was oh. <laughs> yeah, was that, that was, bizarre that was interesting uh but <laughs> a nice lady a very nice lady okay um and sugar ray was there and every year you know like you know like there like there are times where like uh, like oscar de la hoya will you know will come out um you know like uh i actually met kane velasquez a few years ago um, and he's been, he was an awesome dude. And I was sad to see the shit that he got involved with earlier yes. this year. He's still um, in jail, right? No, he actually, they like, they released him last week. He got released last week. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he's free. Thank God. And then, um, I mean, he's still going to go to trial, but you know, he's probably going to win. Um, uh, so Sugar Ray was there and I was riding around with the president of the foundation in golf cart and we're sitting there we're chatting and i was like man it's awesome to see to, to to see sugar ray here i was all like man dude like you know like i like i grew up boxing like i like i've always loved the box and everything like that um of course i would love to emulate muhammad ali more than i did sugar ray only because i was a little bit bigger and stuff like that and um and like when i would box i was i was always like the heavyweight instead of you know what you know like his weight class yeah. And so I go and I tell her that. And she's like, oh, well, I'll make sure to get you a photo with him. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, it's all good. Like, I was just saying, you know, it's cool to see him, you know, like, you know, I've been a fan of his since I can remember. Yeah. Um, you know, he's internationally known as Sugar Ray, you know, he's, you know, like not the band, you know, he's internationally known as Sugar Ray when it comes to boxing. Like you say Sugar Ray, you know who you're talking about. Right, right. Either Robinson um, or, or or Leonard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so so um as literally, man, as fate would have it, the minute that I'm like, no, 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 man, it's all good, it's all good. He drives right in front of us and she like yells out his name. He stops, he 
flips a U-turn, comes around, and she and she knew him. She's obviously known him, you know, through years of the foundation and whatnot. She goes, she goes, Ray, I have a good friend of mine here. He's been a fan of yours for years. I wanted to be able to introduce you guys. And and he goes, Hey man, how you doing? How you doing? And I'm like, oh my God, dude. Like I'm like almost like shaking. And I'm all like, I was like, Mr. Leonard, it, you know, it's an honor to meet you. It's a real honor to meet you. And he goes, Oh man, call me Sugar Ray. And I'm all like, I'm all like, I'm like, all right, Sugar Ray. And and um, and so we get the photo really quick. And then Linda, the head of the foundation, she goes, um, she goes, uh, Ray, he he grew up boxing. And he looks at me, he goes, really, you box? I was all like, uh, yes, sir. I've, you know, I've been boxing for almost 20 years. And he goes, all right. He goes, Linda, I need you to put your camera out. Hit like hit record. And and he goes, put up your fist. And I'm like, what? And he goes, put him up, put him up. And I thought that he meant for me to like put up my hands and he was going oh, you know, to like, hit, hit my hands, yeah. you know, you know, you know, like mitts. But he and he like was this. like, no, 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 put him up, put him up, man, put him up. And I'm like, all right, like not knowing what the hell was going to happen. And he tries to take one swing and me and my natural instincts, it's like, I, like I block it. I'm all like, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and he goes, no, 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 man, stand still, stand still. He looks at the camera, he goes, you ready? Watch. And he just unloads on my stomach, just pop, 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 pop. And dude, I do not know. Instead of me running away or whatever, because he's he's hitting he's actually hitting you. People were like, oh, was he just like tapping you? I'm like, no, he was literally knuckles, knuckles were hitting abs. And I'm like there, bro. And I'm just like, I start to like flex my core as hard as i can and i'm just like on cloud nine i'm on cloud <laughs> nine punching the shit out of me. yes and and that, what's funny so is, cool. is that so so a bunch of people because i was working at dior at the time i was still director of security there and i went back to dior the next day and people saw that was on my instagram and they were like they didn't understand it they were like why would you let a guy hit you? And I'm like, without me getting defensive, like, cause it's Sugar Ray Leonard, okay? Like, I was like, how am I gonna put this in your layman's terms? So I tell them, I'm like, you guys, you know, are, you know, big time fashionistas and everything. I was like, how would you guys react if Annie Leibovitz wanted to shoot you for a cover dressed in Dior and everything, but she was like, I'm going to slap you across the face with blue paint mm. and then get the photo. And they were like, oh my God, I would die. I would absolutely love it. And I'm like, yeah, see, I would have smacked the hell out of anybody that came up and slapped me in the face. So, yeah. so they were like, oh, that's a really good point. I'm like, yeah, there are some times that getting hit by someone is an absolute okay. honor. Yeah, because and that's so, what they do. So. Dude, he did that, and I was like, oh, my – dude, I was on cloud nine the rest of the day. I was so happy. I was so excited. And you want to know what the funny thing was, dude? Almost a week later, I had bruises all over my core. Wow. Almost a week later. Dude still so he, had it. He still had the – yeah, he still had the – because they say, like, when you're really good, um, no matter how old you are, the power is the last thing to go. And that they know that they're trained to like in it's internal damage. Oh not, yeah. Not just the external. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, like I remember this dude, um, I used to box, but I'm not, not 20 years. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 like two, but I got this, uh, this guy broke my rib uh, a few Ooh. years ago and I was playing basketball and uh, I ended up playing the whole game. And I kept saying, man, this shit hurts. But I just kept playing. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being 10 days later. Because two days after, I went to get an x-ray because it was just hurting too bad. Right. They said, oh, you have a bruised lung. Holy 10 days shit. later, it's like getting worse. And I couldn't breathe. So I pay cash to get an MRI. My doctor was like, it's just put ice. So I went. I just felt like something was wrong. I get the MRI. The guy goes. How long have you been like this? I said, well, this is day 10 and, I, and my threshold's starting to... <laughs> it's, it's starting yeah. to 
So he shows me and he goes, you have two broken ribs. And they were like broken. They weren't like, you know, he was like, man, you, you, you really have a high tolerance for pain because <laughs> I'm small. So I get what you're saying. Cause yeah, I, I probably would have fell down if he hit me, but it, it's like if Bruce Lee came up to me and said, here, watch this. Wow. And you know what I mean? Oh. I could tell that for the rest of my life. I got knocked out cold by Bruce Lee. Who could say that? You know, I would have been like, was anybody recording? Yeah. You know, like I wouldn't um, have let Tyson hit me because <laughs> okay. I wouldn't breathe. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, regardless, that dude would probably like kill me. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm he had that power. He had that power to kill people. And I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, Breaking a rib is probably the one bone that you never want to break because there's literally nothing you can do for it. Yeah, I just had to let it heal. Which is literally, dude, like, oh, my God. No yeah. way, dude. It took me months because it, this it's weird. Um, When I, I go to a chiropractor and they always pop out of place. And it there's, it runs up here, apparently. So oh, this damn. one, they, they they he, like, pops this one and he goes, oh, your rib was out of place again. What are you doing at home? I'm like, I just do kettlebells. That's about it. Push -ups. <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, well, maybe it's just not set. So this last time I went a couple, well, about a month and a half ago, they set them again. Right. He, Jesus. So it hurts, but I just kind of, you know, like what else are you going to do? So, so who's the most um, like unexpected celebrity that you, that you've met that, like you wouldn't expected them to be or that you may be admired, but then you met them and they weren't, you know, or vice versa. Uh, the most unexpected person that I've ever expected to meet was uh, Kobe Bryant. Wow. Uh, uh, it was, uh, it was 2000. And uh, I think it was 2015. I had a friend of mine in town visiting from Arizona and it was his last day. It was his last day here in LA and we we're going to go get some breakfast and he was at a hotel in Torrance, like Torrance, like Marina del Rey or like Torrance and whatever uh, Redondo Beach area. I was like, all right, dude, like, you know, like, I'll pick you up and we'll go get some breakfast. And I was like, where am I going to go? I like, I like, I don't want to go to like an IHOP or anywhere. Like, I want to go to like, you know, like a nice place, like not like, not like five star, but I just want to go to somewhere where you're only going to find it here. I got you. And I remember that a few weeks prior, I had seen on TMZ that someone saw Kobe and Phil, uh, which Phil had already left the Lakers. It, it was that Phil and Kobe were seen at a diner and that they were having breakfast. So I was like, yo, this place is in El Segundo, Redondo Beach, not that far from El Segundo. Um, it was called Wendy's Diner. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, if it's good enough for Kobe and Phil, it's damn well good enough for me <laughs> for my friend <laughs> so so i was like yo dude we're gonna go to this place called wendy's diner man kobe and phil were there a few weeks ago man dude we gotta try out see how is it that good that kobe and phil went there so we go there we walk right in small place tiny little place we're there i walk right in dude i'm not kidding you man i see this dude he's got his back to me so all i see is the back of his head and he's sitting there talking to some dude. And for some reason, I just knew it was him. I knew it was him. And I turned to my boy, I turned to my friend, and I'm like, yo, Kobe Bryant is in here right now. Don't look, don't make it obvious, but he's sitting right there. And my boy just like looks up, he goes, oh, what? And, and I'm like, yo, he's right there, dude. And there was a booth right next to his. And I'm like, slide in here, slide in here. We're going to take the spot. And so we're literally in the booth right next to Kobe Bryant. Kobe, like Kobe's having a meeting or whatever. And so by this time, though, I had already been working private security for some time. So I had already, you know, met celebrities and everything like that. So I, like, I've already worked with celebrities. So I knew the cardinal rule. There's two times you never come up to a celebrity to ask them for an autograph or a picture or anything like that. It's when they're with their family or when they're eating. Yeah, yeah. Kobe's eating. Do not go near him. Do not talk to him. So I'm like, all right, dude, this is my only, I'm literally never going to see him ever again in my life. And well, I mean, I thought that and now it's official, right? And so people kept on coming up to him. Mm. People would see him and they'd be like, excuse me, hi, can I get a picture? And, and he was rejecting people. He's all like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, 
I'm having a, um, a like a medium right now, but uh, but maybe when I'm done. And they would be like, okay. And just simple as that. And so this is where your audience will come to find out that I'm, I'm dumb. Okay. So when I sat down, I had to pee, right? I had to pee. I, I see that Kobe had barely was brought his coffee. So he pretty much got there maybe like five, 10 minutes before we did. Cause they're barely bringing his coffee. Okay. And then um, they come up, they take our order. They bring Kobe his food. So I'm like, dude, he barely got here. Yeah. I'm starstruck, right? Kobe's my favorite athlete of all time. He's my favorite Laker of all time. I have, I've got jerseys galore of his and everything. Um, I remember when I was a little kid, I went out and I bought those black and white Adidas, you know, that were his and everything. I had his posters in my room. Instead of me going and peeing, my dumbass sits in the booth the entire time. I'm calling my sister, who's a big time Laker Kobe fan. I'm calling my ex. I'm like, oh my God, Kobe's here. He's right next to me. Dude, I don't get up to pee. I literally sit there. I have my breakfast and everything. And I'm, I'm like about to die because I still haven't peed. I finally, I go to like my boy and I'm like, dude, I got to pee, man, dude. I'll be right back. Of course, what happens when I go to the bathroom? I take the longest piss in the history of the world. <laughs> I'm literally standing there for like three minutes and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, does it ever end? Will it ever end? And so finally I pee and I come out, he's gone. Like Kobe's gone. Uh -huh. And I'm like, fuck. And I walk out and my boy's like, yo, dude, he just left. And I'm all like, I'm like, and he was like, dude, like some girl just asked him for a photo. And he said, no. And I'm like, well, I'm still going to go ask. So I walk out and he's there. He's there. He's saying bye to this guy. And he walks away from this dude who that dude ended up being the guy that he's founded his, um, his venture capitalist group, uh, group with. Um, cause I know that cause I ended up seeing the dude when they did like the, when they, when they launched it on wall street together, I'm like, Oh shit, that was the guy. Oh, wow. Um, so I see him and he sees me and I'm like, I'm like, Hey, Mr. Bryant, would I be able to get a photo with you? And he's like, Oh man, dude, my ride's right here. And I'm all like, can I just shake your hand, man? You're the greatest of all time. And I just want to be able to shake the hand of the greatest of all time. And he comes up to me, he goes, Oh man, come here. And he like grabs my hand and he gives me like that big old bro hug. And he like, you know, like leans down, you know, I'm, I'm barely six one and he's like six, seven. Six, so six, it's right? like, I'm like doing like one of these things. I'm like leaning up and, um, and he, and he like leans away or, or, or like he kind of steps away and he goes, yo man, you want to get that picture really quick? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And I'm literally, it's like, I'm lifting my hands up and it's like, you know, both hands are like shaking Wow. as can be and it's like i'm trying to take the picture and it's like i grab it and he's like throwing up a, you know his two fingers you know like peace mm -hmm. and um and he's like did you get it i'm like i'm like yes sir and he's like all right man thanks for your support and i'm all like yeah take care and and dude i was like That's i was like dope, oh my god dude like i was like literally i went because the lakers he had just um they just announced that he was done for the year and the Lakers were in Milwaukee, I think that day. And, um, he wasn't traveling with the team. And so I was just like, what are the odds, dude? I went to that place cause Kobe and Phil went there and I went there and, and then yeah, right, there he is, but that's that there. universe thing. Now, now I have a weird one for you. I met Kobe at cheesecake factory and uh he was with his family and just like you said i didn't go over there because i was like they were on their way out i was on my way in and mm -hmm. and i saw him and i was about to say oh wow but then uh, when i saw the family i was like right. nah and i just <laughs> i just kind of stepped aside and he yeah. said he, he said what's up but he, i just yeah. stepped aside but another mm -hmm. funny thing we have in common i was a job coach for best buddies and i worked um for jay leno and um ellen <laughs> oh wow 2006 hey isn't that weird we have a yeah, lot man we have a I lot in that. common yeah that's so bizarre <laughs> oh. yeah jay leno man. i see him places and he still knows who i am really yeah he invited me to his car show thing and his garage and he i was with my family we were on uh alameda and uh, what is it? And Hollywood Way, and okay. 
they were on and he was in the turn lane in a convertible with some guy and i was in the left lane and we were at the light and something was wrong with his car mm-hmm. oh his brake lights weren't working and i mm-hmm. said i pulled up and i said hey excuse me um your brake lights aren't working and that's a really nice car and then he looks over and i was like oh hey like that <laughs> and then yeah he looks at me and he goes hey i know you and my wife's with me my kids with me <laughs> yeah and i told her and then another <laughs> time we were on the freeway and my wife's family was out here from hawaii and he honked and he was waving at me and he was next to me and he had this like old like model t looking car nice and, yeah and my wife was like he really does know you. And I'm like, why would I lie to you? I saw him every day. (laughs) (laughs) Like I saw him every day. So it was kind of cool. So that's funny that we had the same experience and you said the same thing I said, like, well, he's with family. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So yeah, man, those are the cardinal rules, man. If you ever bump into a celebrity and it's like, it's like they're with them. If they're by themselves or whatever, then I'm like, yo, that's the, you know, you're going to, you know, like the celebrity can't be upset if you come up to them, you know, they're not with, family they're not eating so it's like yo dude you're kind of open game at that point unless they have yeah. a bodyguard with them and the bodyguard's going to do the dirty work and be like sorry man you know you know he doesn't want to be bothered or she doesn't want to be bothered um but but yeah. that's when i will tell people my dude don't ever approach a celebrity when they're eating or when they're with their family that's their time that's this or that you know yeah yeah i know what you mean you know i told you i go to the bluffs a lot so mm-hmm. like maybe three weeks ago or so i was there and um well we were just there yesterday but like about three weeks ago there was a snake i actually posted it <laughs> on my instagram there was a snake yeah yeah yeah. like i remember seeing it oh you saw it? so the mm-hmm. guy that i walked up to i was like hey um uh, he had there was a family there and they were sitting on the grass with a blanket and i said um just so you know we would just walk in this way and there's a king a king snake and it's probably going the other way but just in case you know because you have your yeah. kids here. And as I'm talking to him, I look at his face and I'm like, I know this guy. And it was Robert Downey Jr. No shit. Yeah. And I posted that because I actually added him because of the the picture. <laughs> nice. But nice. I, didn't, I didn't do the whole like, hey, can I take a picture? Because again, I was like, yeah. no. you know, I wasn't. And that, my intention wasn't for that in the first place. It was actually just looking out. And he actually said to me, um thanks for being a really good human being <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah dude you know like they probably thought you know like that oh god dude here comes a guy he's gonna be like hey iron man can i get a picture you know um but no yeah. man you were there you're like yo dude hey man you guys watch out man there's a snake around here yeah dude i want somebody to do it for me but <laughs> yeah right do you remember where you were when you found out about kobe because i was on the 101 and saw the smoke when we were going to Santa Barbara that day and oh, I had to go true. slow because it was so foggy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, I- yeah. So, uh, that day I had had a date night with my girl the night before the night before, um, we had a date night. We went to Craig's, went to Voltaire, everything. Uh, we had, you know, we had ourselves a good night, you know, you know, a little toasty, you know, we, like we had had some drinks, but the next day was Grammy day. And I was doing my bodyguard work and everything. And I had a gig that night. Uh, I was going to be with one of the uh, Artists of the Year nominees. And um, we were going to be going with her from Staples to to the Chateau Marmont. Mm. And so I had big plans that day, man. I had big plans that day. I was going to get up. I was going to go get a haircut. Um, I was going to... Uh, you know, go get a workout in. I was going to do all these things because I wanted to look my best and whatever. So then the, like I hadn't used my car for a few days. So I was like, all right, I'm going to warm my car up a bit. It was a little cold. It was cloudy. It was foggy as all hell. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to let my car warm up and I was going to go to the gym. I was going to go to the gym and I'm sitting in my car. It's warming up. And uh, this guy that I know posted the screenshot from TMZ. And I looked at the, this was on Instagram and I looked at the time I scrolled up and I looked at the time and it said 35 seconds ago that he posted it. And I was like, what, wait, what? So I go to TMZ and I look at TMZ and boom, it's right there. TMZ, Kobe Bryant killed in a helicopter crash. And I was like, 
yo, TMZ got hacked. No mm-hmm. way. Yeah, it finally had because TMZ was always TMZ was never wrong. TMZ yeah. was never wrong. They were always on the money with what they posted. Yeah. And, and I was like, TMZ got hacked. Because I went to CNN, no news. Went to NBC, no news. I went to ABC News, no news. I went to literally everything all over the place, no news. I went to Twitter and it was like, it was like, yo, is this true? Is this true? Is this true? Oh, it, started, it, it, like, it started to like come in and everybody was tagging TMZ. TMZ, what is this? TMZ, TMZ, is this true? Is this true? And then I went back to TMZ and the site had crashed. Mm. TMZ site had crashed. Yeah, like um, when Michael Jackson, when Michael Jackson died. Right. So Google, I was like, Google crashed. So I was like, I was like, this can't be real. I was like, this isn't real. This is not real. And I'm sitting in my car and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 dude. It's, you know, it's fake. It's fake. Dude. Like, you know, like TMZ got hacked. They finally had someone break through the firewall and just went ape shit on their thing. And they're getting over TMZ really hard right now. Yeah. And then I kept on refreshing. I kept on refreshing, bro. I'm getting text messages from all my friends being like, bro, is it true? Is it true? Same. And I refreshed it. And Sean King, um, we all know who Sean King is. Yeah. He posted, he posted um, a note that he typed out and he said, just got word from a friend and reliable source with Los Angeles County Sheriff's. He has confirmed that Kobe Bryant's helicopter did go down. He was on board. He did not survive. And at that moment, because I'm like, Sean King wouldn't have a reason to lie. Right. And when I read that, I literally, bro, it takes a lot for me to cry. I'm not trying to be some, you know, macho, you know. No, I get it. I'm a male chauvinistic man, you know, men don't cry. It just takes a lot for me to cry. It really does. I mean, you know, but also not a lot at the same time. If like, if I watch Lion King and that scene with Simba, it's like, yeah. Man, I'm not <laughs> um, Kids make me cry. Yeah. So, so I remember that, um, dude, I just, I literally, I slumped over my center console and I just started crying. I started crying, dude, not gonna lie, dude. I'm not going to try to man up. I literally started crying because it was like my, a a part of a piece of my childhood. Yeah. You know, has died. And And so young. I mean, he just won the Oscar, right? Yeah. You know, I was in the building for his last game. I was lucky enough to go to his last game. Wow. Yeah. I was lucky enough to be there for the 60-point finale. I literally was just, dude, I was numb. I was numb, dude. I, I like, I was, I was in tears, man, for everything, dude. It was a very, very awkward day. I didn't want to go to work, but I had to. Um, and everybody was... Dude, it's like it, 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 dude, it was so weird. It was so weird, especially because the Grammys were being held at Staples Center. And it was so weird to be there. There wasn't one smiling face there. It was, I mean, you know, it like it kind of sucked for all those nominees and for everybody like that because it's like this is their big moment. This is their Super Bowl. And it's like everybody there was just like, yeah, hey, how you doing? Hey, thanks for coming on. All right. Uh, you know, like everybody that was doing interviews was like, hey, so, um, hey, how are you? you know, like they were the fakest smiles out there, man. Right, right. Kind of like uh, Whitney Houston when she died. Right. The Grammys was right after that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was, it was, it was a crazy, crazy experience. And, you know, um, that day, dude, like, I mean, yeah, I remember I went to work and I was there the minute that the job was done. I was like, all right, man, I'm out of here went home dude and i was like i was like it, you know it didn't seem real it didn't seem real for for like for like a few days and it just kind of sucked because it was like one of these things where it's like oh my god this can't get any worse how could this get worse how can this get worse and then all of a sudden we hear that it's like you know, he was with Gigi. he was with his daughter there were there were three kids that died in that yeah yeah you yeah. know so it, it's like you know you ask the universe the universe is going to answer back to you the end, you know it's like it's like oh my god this can't get any worse and the universe was like here hold my beer watch this right right you know what made me upset was and you can't do anything about it but i kept thinking why didn't they just land when it was foggy you know like 
even when you think about like they said they were over the one on one. And right. I thought I was I thought, why don't they just turn it back the other direction? I mean, it's it's right over the freeway mm. instead of pushing on. And then I kept thinking, well, his personality is pushing on. So the pilot was probably trying to impress him and push on and I can do this. That kind of thing was going through my head. And then I thought, like, kind of like you said, like surreal. Um, like when Michael Jackson died, I man, I got so many phone calls. And because I'm like a huge uh, follower of him, right? Yeah. And then I kept thinking, no. But then I also thought, yeah, he faked it. And then <laughs> with Kobe, I didn't think that. I thought, when I heard Gigi, I thought, no, this isn't, yeah, this isn't, this isn't fake news. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I just felt bad. And we were up in Santa Barbara, and I didn't cry that day. I think I cried a couple of days later because I kept thinking about those kids and like, like Vanessa having to like tell them because even if he wasn't famous, it's just, it's just like the worst feeling ever, you know, to, to, yeah. so that, that got to me and, you know, it wasn't the fame side of him. It was just like, wow, you know, this dude accomplished all this stuff and then he didn't even get to get old. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was it was something where it's like my father left. My father bounced on me when I was a little kid. He bounced on me the year that the Lakers signed Shaq and we got Kobe. So my mom had to, you know, start to work like big time. And the only job that she could get that was going to be able to provide for us was a graveyard gig. So my mom was working graveyards. Here I am, you know, nine years old, you know, 10 years old. And I'm having to put myself to bed. I'm having to, you know, to like cook my own dinners and stuff. But the thing that kept my ass at home instead of me being doing like shit, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to about to go out and I'm, <laughs> man, I'm about to run the streets. Right. But the one thing that kept my ass in bed and at home was, yo, do the Lakers have this kid named Kobe? What is Kobe? What Kobe? What like what kind of name is Kobe? And they have Shaq, Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. And every night, dude, I during basketball season, which thank God is school season, I wanted to do everything I could to try to see, you know, if if ESPN would show the Lakers, somebody would show the Lakers every night. I tried to see as much as I could of the Lakers. Yeah. KCAL at that at that time. Well, I grew up in Mesa, right? Like I grew up in Arizona. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Because you're not. Yeah. You're not going to have the. Yeah, no, I didn't have KCAL, bro. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I was, I was in, I was in Arizona, so the only thing that I had was ESPN, and that was it. You know, that's weird. My dad took off. I was five, and um, I didn't see him until I moved out here, until I was mm -hmm. like ten or something like that. And then even when I was here, he didn't like he'd be there and then leave, then be here and then disappear, and then you know was in jail or whatever it was. But he wasn't right. even even when he was there, he wasn't there. So it was like like physically, yeah. But he was just drink 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 all the time, right. and abuse. Yeah, himself. yeah. But man, you and I, we got <laughs> we, we we got we got to keep in touch because I think I think there's something we're gonna end up doing together. That, absolutely, absolutely, you know, man. Dude, I'm I'm I mean, you know, um, and vice versa, man. By like vice versa, man. Like I'm gonna. Like, I haven't done my podcast in a little bit. I, you know, I've done some traveling and, you know, I've been doing some things here and, you know, work, obviously. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna get back on the podcast, man. I'm going to hit you up so you can absolutely be a guest on it, man. Um, oh, thanks. It, and uh, we'll be doing that. And then, yeah, man, you know, the, there's going to be something, dude. There's going to be good fortune coming our way, man. So I, I agree. I, I don't want to end it on a bad note. So I, I always have, like, some random crazy just you know quick questions um if you're game <laughs> yeah yeah let's do it okay so um there's three so first one do you have uh any hidden talents any hidden talent i mean is cooking a talent i mean if if yeah. that is then yeah then yeah <laughs> you get married and 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 she can't cook <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah i mean i mean that would be it. i mean i'm not like you know like five-star chef but i do know my way around the kitchen that's good and then yeah. what what song album or say artist could you listen to on repeat for like i don't know say 12 hours um 
first one off the top of my head, dude, because I could sit here and I could be like, oh, you know, the weekend, the Eagles, you know, uh, you know, uh, Elvis, whatever. Uh, first one off the top of my head that I thought of was Notorious B.I.G. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to go with Notorious just right off the bat. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then the last one, uh, well, technically. Uh, so what movie do you think everybody should watch at least once? movie that everybody should watch at least once i'm going to be selfishly and say my favorite film of all time which is jurassic park hmm. we just saw that we actually i took my son there uh september 26th his birthday is september 25th but i took him on the 25th uh 26th for his birthday to universal and we, okay and, and i took him on that jurassic ride and he doesn't like the drops he's only <laughs> he's only 11 but yeah he, he wasn't down with that <laughs> i haven't i haven't actually been on the new one i i haven't been on the new one so uh so it'd be cool for me to finally go check that out sometime but yeah Jurassic park my all-time favorite film uh that's the one that i'd selfishly be like everyone's gotta watch it i mean like i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh everyone's gonna watch do the right thing you know <laughs> You know, like you should watch it, Roots. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I'm not gonna sit here and you know, like like it's like no, dude. You know what? Grab yourself some popcorn. Watch yeah. it. Action adventure. You're gonna, you know, you know, smile and you know, laugh and you know, just you know, just you know, have fun in the movie theater, man. Have fun at the movies, man. That's cool. Thank you for tuning in to Stories and Solutions. I am Mr. Todd. I like to thank my guest Gustavo Montes. Had a good time. I think we should do it again. Maybe uh, you can co-host with me on a couple episodes or something like that. But until next time, continue having a good life, good day, good night. Everybody out there, be easy. Mm-hmm.